podcast with Amanda, Shandy, and Colleen. My name is Colleen. My name is Amanda. And I'm Shandy. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is season seven, episode 13, episode number 283. How's it going? It's going. It's good. Excellent. Excellent. Shandy and I, I don't know if it ever made it up there, Amanda, but we survived Tropical Depression Ian. Sure yeah. did. <laughs> I don't think he's, so, it's like so much, he's just kind of like a sad, rainy kid at this point. A sad, point. rainy it's, kid. It's You've just got, been sort of like rainy and sad since like Friday night. Yeah, we actually, mm-hmm. since Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's been like super rainy and gross here. So what you're saying is it's not tropical depression, Ian. It's basically just emo, Ian, up by you. Yeah, it's not very tropical. It's very, it's more like um, cold, like whatever, like the Pacific Northwest, Ian, would be. Like, it's just that. It's just like cold and windy and rainy and just all around uh, melancholy here. Melancholy, Ian. Nice. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, all of our listeners, <laughs> uh, to all of our listeners out there in Florida, South Carolina, the coast, anybody that was affected, we hope that you're okay. Um, please, please let us know if you need anything in general, though, because some of those pictures out of Florida are just devastating. Yeah. So it's really, yeah. really scary. Anyway, yep. um, happy October again, officially. Today's October 3rd. I'm so excited. Yes. I love October. Yes. I used and to hate October the fall. Oh, October 3rd. <laughs> and then today like he, asked, yeah. he asked me what day it is. And I said, it's October 3rd. October 3rd. <laughs> uh, did you know that, uh, Liz, I, don't, I think this must be nationwide, but like local movie theaters in Raleigh were playing Mean Girls today in October. Really? Yes, they were. That's so fun. <laughs> That's great. I'll have to look. I don't know if that was a thing here. I have to imagine because it was some of the like Regal, like um, what's the other one, like AMC, AMC, yeah, like they were doing it. So I have to imagine it's got to be nationwide, right? You would think so, or at least in like nationwide, like major cities. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I discovered it midday when Jessica made the post about the Lindsay Lohan movie, and the thing said it's October third, and. I typed in Lindsay Lohan movie, actually, into Google, and mm-hmm. what came up were show times <laughs> for Mean Girls for today. And I was like, oh, my God, this That's is awesome. amazing. That really <laughs> is That's very clever. Good marketing. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah, yeah, marketing. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Someone earned their bonus. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a great movie, though. Oh, Lindsay. We will be watching that movie for our Christmas show. So don't worry, everyone. That's the, Lindsay Lo- the new Lindsay Lohan. The Lindsay right? Lohan girls, one, right? Not yeah. Mean Girls. I mean, we can always throw in Mean Girls for fun. I mean, but, there yeah. is kind of a Christmas scene in it. There's so, a whole like, song. <laughs> I mean, if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, like arguably Boom. we could say that Mean Girls is a yep. Christmas movie. Yep. <laughs> Brilliant. Just, you could make that argument. Someone could. I don't know if we I could. could do it, but someone could make that a very compelling argument out of that. Absolutely brilliant. Agreed. (laughs) I think we could just spend a whole month talking about Mean Girls. It's just so wonderful. (laughs) Why not? Why not? Next October. (laughs) Next October. Next October 3rd. We could have been doing it now. But next October 3rd will be a Tuesday. So there we go. But Mm. it's a Tuesday today. It's So how will it be also 
<laughs> it really messes with your mind when we record on these Mondays. Apparently. apparently. Seriously, it, it kind of, it, the last time we did it, it affected the rest of my week. Like the for the rest of my week, I thought it was a day. Off. I know. It does. It throws, yeah. it, it throws me off too, actually. Yeah. Yeah, like, to be fair, I did know that it was Monday all day. It was literally yeah, just sitting yeah, yeah. here doing this. And I'm like, oh, now it's magically Tuesday. <laughs> Don't <laughs> you wish it worked like that? <laughs> yeah. In this moment, my brain just was like, shut shut off. And was like, the, what happened before this moment didn't exist. What happens in the next moment doesn't exist yet. It is Tuesday and we're recording. Yes. 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 If it makes you feel any better, I did have like... A moment of pause where I was like, wait, is this like a leap year or something? And then internally I was like, well, that wouldn't even make sense because then if it was a leap year, then it would be an extra. And then I came back to like, oh, it's Monday. Oh, you went on a whole journey. You I did. Really did. <laughs> and, and, and like split seconds. Just just incredible. <laughs> yeah. Mine was not that intelligent. It was just like, oh, it's Tuesday. <laughs> you, but see, your comment gave me just enough time in my mind to get to, oh, wait, it's Monday. <laughs> I said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> Somebody, you know, sometimes you can't say the quiet part out loud. You just should never. But like in this case, somebody had to. Yeah, yeah. in this case. It was great. You know, how many fodder? We uh, decorated, and by we, I mean me. Me. <laughs> I cleaned out my garage and decorated for Halloween this weekend. Nice. What you see behind me is actually my, you can still see like it's on the floor still. Like I... My half-assed attempt to do this office, but I had this thought. I was like, I can't record a broadcast without any Halloween up, so <laughs> let me just place these here. Just get one of those like plastic pumpkins. Put the rest of those lights in the pumpkin. Yeah, Ooh, I, like that. I like that. Not yeah. a bad idea. Well, I decorated okay. my whole upstairs. Wow. I decorated out here, down here, which I think Shandy, you were here for the meetup last year, so you saw how I do all the lights. Yes, yes, I was. So we do the lights, and then we do a couple of things differently. We usually do lights over the sliding glass door that goes outside, but this year I don't think I'm going to do that. I wanted to put those, some half of those up here, but now they're on the floor, so it might have just been like a, I don't know, whatever. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. By the time it's our uh, uh, next week, is our we're doing a very quick show, live show for the patrons for episode 714 on Thursday. That is Thursday, October 17th, uh, 17th October 13th aka x-files day which we might not even be in here because my parents are driving my kids back so um they might be in here and i um might be in jay's office so we'll see where i am next uh thursday october 13th so if you're a hangout level patron we hope you'll join us um october 17th that is a monday We'll be talking about Halloween movies. I think the two movies that we def- we've all agreed to both watch and then choose your own adventure from there are um, Hocus Pocus 2 and Beetlejuice. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Um, I did already watch Hocus Pocus 2 over the weekend, and I will not say anything more. I'll save it for the podcast, but just okay. put that out okay. there. Yeah. Please okay. don't. Don't spoil me. No, I will. 100% no more words. Okay. But I, I'm like excited, but also really afraid that my childhood's going to be over. <laughs> I, you know, I have. It, but I'm also very excited. I have uh, seen headlines and Facebook posts, essentially, that um, were less than glowing. So I hope that I uh, can form my own opinion when I watch it. And then on um, Tuesday, October 25th, time to be determined, um, we're going to our 
annual costume party on Zoom. And don't forget, back in June, no, back in like February, I pulled out a whole bunch of ghost stories for this. Right. It's like 10 months in the making. You sure did. Super excited. Yeah. Super. (laughs) I got like, I got like pages of it. So I need to go through and like call it down. (laughs) But they, all, all the research is there. It's just I need a good copy editor, aka me. <laughs> Super excited. So, yeah, we've got a very exciting October coming up. Um, but before we move on, speaking of October, um, I think we need to give a very hearty congratulations to Mike and Aaron, who got married. Yes! On Saturday the 1st. Congratulations! I'm so excited and happy for you guys. I love I'm all so the I'm so excited pictures. for you guys. Loved your wedding from what I saw of it on the socials. Yay! <laughs> so, yeah. So perfect. I know. you all. Yay! We're so excited and we wish you yes. guys all the happiness. And Mike, you got to send me the video. I guess I should say, Aaron, if you're listening, send me the video because I want to watch it. <laughs> Okay. Send, send it to the broadcasters uh, Gmail, please, so we all can watch. Yeah, there we go. Or uh, or if it's like not going to go through um, um, email, send it to us on Facebook. Yeah. Yes. Because that, that might too. work better. I don't know. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Woohoo! Um, does anybody else have anything before we move on? Um, I have a turtle update, but that's about it. Oh, do tell. Um, so we accidentally have a pet turtle now upstairs. (laughs) It's living next to my sink in a little aquarium. Not thrilled about the indoor reptile, but okay with the fact that it's just temporary. It's going back outside as soon as it's big enough. Oh, so how did this happen? Um, we were going to, so we were going to the stores on Saturday, um, like late afternoon and Zachary saw the turtle crawling out on the porch and he was like, look, a turtle, a baby turtle. And Jay picked it up and still had, like, his yolk sack and everything. Mm. And we were like, oh, shit, this is like a newborn turtle. Um, but it was, like, super cold. And we know that, like, the mortality rate isn't great for baby turtles. And at first we thought it was one of the painted turtles that, like, you know, need the pond. And because we have the fucking asshole snapping turtle out there that has maimed two other baby turtles. Say, we have freaking Mitch out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have shit. two three-legged turtles that were babies that, you know, oh. so Jay was like, well, let's take it inside and like do some research and maybe we can help it get big enough to like survive on its own. So anyway, we looked it up. We went to Petco. We got the little tank and a little heating lamp for it. And we took like, I, so anyway, all this stuff is on my blog, callrights.com. I put pictures and everything if you're interested. C-O-L-L rights. Please spell rights yourself. Dot com. Um, but yeah, so like you got the little heating lamp. And we took some mulch and rocks and whatnot from outside. And like uh, Jay got mealworms to feed it, which is kind of gross because there's oh, mealworms oh. in my fridge. And I don't love that either. But whatever. Yeah. We're all God's creatures. We wanted to eat. A life. Circle of life. Um, anyway, so, yeah. It's really super cute. So go to my blog for pictures. Like, it's it's very little. It's very cute. It, like, burrows in. It moves, like, you know, two or three times a day. Oh, so it doesn't have to be completely in, in water, this turtle? It can No, so box turtles are more it's terrestrial. Box turtle. Yeah, it's a yes. box turtle. Yes, That's... my friend actually had a box turtle uh, oh. as a pet growing up. Um, same thing, sort of found it outside, and it was in need of... You know, 
And she had it for a very long time. It was actually a very good prep. Would yeah. like let it out and walk around and it's so small. It's so small. All right, I get it. I get it. Check this out too. I was expecting like no. It's like it, it was like a newborn. Like it had its yolk sac, and like they oh have these little God. like white their nose has like a white pointer thing. That's just how they break out of their shell, and it still had that on it too. It's kind of faded since, but like yeah. Oh my God, it's so tiny. It's so tiny, and it's so cute. I've so never seen a box turtle that small. Yeah, this is very exciting. Yeah. So anyway. Um, that's like uh, the whole thing. <laughs> it's very exciting. It uh, sleeps a lot, which uh, you know, its natural instincts in this time of year are to like you know, bury it, burrow itself in, and like you know, start to hibernate and sleep yeah, so it can grow bigger. It's a baby. It's a so, baby. That's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. So it's super cute. Um, I have yet to see it eat the mealworms. Jay has like actually like you know fed it i'm very excited that i have not seen it eat the thing because i would be somewhat be like ah. so we named so because we don't know if it's a girl or a boy we were trying to think of unisex names and um we went with taylor rudy taylor nice. because uh zach and i were on team taylor and uh alex was like we need to call it rudy and i was like i don't want to call it rudy and he was very like made his like whole case for it and uh, so we, the compromise was Taylor Rudy, but we have to call it its full name. You know, like, um, so we have to call this thing by its full name. I'm trying to make the TR happen so that way. We <laughs> <laughs> it's never Stop trying to make TR happen. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah, good times. We've got a turtle. You've got a kitty cat butt on our face. Mm-hmm. Love that. She's like, look at it. That's right. Um, how are you guys? Good, good. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> no turtles accidentally made their. <laughs> no, Wait. no, yeah, no turtles. Again, it rained, so we were like inside all weekend. I know. So yeah, it's like you know, really just uh, working in the going back and forth daycare. That's just kind of been it. Fair enough. Hasn't been that exciting. Fair enough. Yeah, so we um, we were instructed to telework on Friday, and then it ended up just getting, like, basically put under administrative leave anyway, so we didn't actually really have to work, so that was cool, and it was just raining, and I was, you know, like, bracing myself all day, I, like, brought everything back inside, I, like cleaned up some of the crap that was in the garage that's just been there since we moved that we didn't haven't really put away yet so that I could actually like you know just barely uh bring our car into the garage um because they're like oh if it gets bad like I mean it is kind of stupid to like have a garage and then not have it protect you from a storm if you do have a storm I have three I have two garage doors and we use zero of them Well, I mean, since then, I've continued to not bring the car into the garage. But, you know, if it's like if you're expecting like damage, seems like a nice thing to be able to actually use. So that was like a whole thing. And then we just, you know, braced ourselves and then it was totally fine. Yeah. Uh, Which I'm very thankful for. And then our power did go out actually last night. So it was like Saturday was fine yeah sunday was actually like really nice we were having this like amazing fall weather uh, you had nice weather then, yesterday we still had rainy shitty 
Yeah, it was kind of like, I mean, it was still like a little bit overcast, but it was like I went on a run. There was some blue skies. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, I it was zero so blue skies. fucking nice. It's been four uh, days without blue skies in Rome. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, yeah. What is the sun? I know. I'm like, are we ever going to see it again? <laughs> and then the lady. It's all week here. Well, actually, it doesn't matter. We leave for Ohio on Wednesday, so it can do whatever it wants after Wednesday morning. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, we did have a power outage for a couple of hours last night. I was like, seriously, like we got through the hurricane fine, but it was, I'm guessing it's somehow connected, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Or just something really stupid, like someone, you know, drove into a telephone pole or yeah. something. Also possible. It said that there was like a uh, a pole was broken or something. Broke pole. She was like, broke. You could say broken, but whatever. That's yeah. grammar. Neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. I uh, also spent the weekend watching. I'm very glad the power didn't go out for us because I had to watch uh, three Shakespeare movies in three days. So that was wonderful. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> we were actually kind of on the same schedule, Colleen. I because it's funny. Like on Friday, well, we'll talk about it. I watched quote unquote um, much ado, and then the next day I watched also quote unquote oh. Which I'll explain when we get to it. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, advanced permission to call this episode much O do about Romeo and Juliet. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> do it. Thought of that one myself. <laughs> Maybe we'll think of something better. <laughs> was real pleased though, but as when you said that, I was like, oh my god, my pun, I gotta tell them. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you wanna it. just start with much ado about nothing then? Sure. I think that I like that flow. So it, was, it came out first. Yeah. I watched it first. Yeah. yeah. I watched it first as well. Um, it was the only one that I wasn't very familiar with. I hadn't seen mm. O or Much Ado, but I feel like I might have seen parts of O or maybe I saw it and was like drunk at college or something. I, I don't know. Like it wasn't unfamiliar to me, but I didn't remember ever watching it. Mm. But Much Ado, I know I had never seen. Um, uh, everyone is in this movie. Everyone. It's a Everyone. very, very uh, cast of heady, heavy hitters of the day. <laughs> right? And, like, it's so funny because Jay came up at one point um, and he was, like, because he was doing live streams for Geek Dead Life all weekend. And at one point he comes up and he goes, is that Michael Keaton? And I was like, it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> like an utterly, like, unnecessary. <laughs> like, um, like he's never actually read the play. They're just like, yeah, just be as weird as you want. Just, like. Go nuts, man. Just go nuts. Uh, yes. <laughs> it was like they basically gave them all paychecks and they were like, hey, you want to do a Shakespeare movie? Have fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Professor Umbridge was in it. Yes. Mm. Um, they were. Every, everyone was everyone. in it. Um, the lady that played Ursula was, because I was reading about the, like, behind-the-scenes trivia stuff today to prepare for this. Huh. Um, she was, um, she's um, Emma Thompson's mom. Oh, no way. Huh. Yeah. They look it very similar. Say. They yeah. look very similar. And Emma Thompson is Professor Trelawney. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and there was another that's Harry wild. Potter person in it. It's Kenneth Branagh in Harry Kenneth Potter. Kenneth Branagh. He was um, Lockwood. That's right. He's like, oh, good. that's right. But like, I, feel I like was like trying to place him. Yeah, like you're the, a working British actor. Like you've been, you're in a Harry Potter. You're in a Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. They kept it like real homegrown. Homegrown Harry Potter. If you're a British actor who has been in like five like 
major motion Hollywood motion pictures, you've been in a Harry Potter movie. They have found a role for you. Yes. And also, um, the original, or I guess an earlier version of Much Ado About Nothing, uh, Dame Maggie Smith and her husband played uh, the two title roles that, of course, now are escaping me. Um, But Uh, yeah. Beatrice and Benedict. Yes, there we go. Benedict and Beatrice. So, and Maggie Smith, of course, is everything. Just everything. (laughs) She is the British Betty White. (laughs) I wasn't expecting to see Keanu Reeves. No, I wasn't either. So, he was nominated for a Razzie for his performance in that movie. There's not a good look on him. (laughs) Acting roles in general. Too many words. I love Keanu Reeves. <laughs> like, uh, totally, totally. But, but like, he's great in the Matrix because he doesn't have to say anything. It's very like he's supposed to be kind of robotic. Yeah. It's like what he has a line in the beginning of the movie. He's like, "I'm a man of few words," and Daniel is like, well, "That's probably for the best." <laughs> same, same. I was right there with you. So when I say that I watched this one, um, quote unquote, I do. I have to admit, I started it. I had kind of a hard time with it. I also, like, I never read the play in high school, so I'm not really familiar. I made it a little ways into it, and then I fell asleep pretty hardcore. And I could not bring myself to go back to it. So I apologize to everyone who loves it. I was just, like, very bored, very much, like, feeling like I needed, I need to have, like, I need to be, like, studying this with somebody who can who can like translate it for me. I found that watching it with subtitles uh, was helpful. Peaky Blinders. That's Peaky Blinders for me. Mm. I have fallen asleep during it several times. Yeah. (laughs) Haven't started it. Can't watch it. Keep falling asleep. I I feel you. So I feel that way about Shakespeare in general. Like I truly, I think I've talked about this all the time. Like I do not really enjoy Shakespeare when we had to read the plays because I was an English um, uh, theater minor. So we had like the big old book and we had Mm. to like read them. And even then, like I just... Not a super fan of it, especially because, you know, all of these themes are so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, this whole movie was about, like, uh, you know, the fucking plot point was, like, her virginity. But, like... Yeah. 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 Um, That being said, I had more fun as it went on than I expected to. And by the end, I was like, okay, this is not that bad. And... You know, the guy from House was Claudio in it, and Kate Beckinsale didn't even look like Kate Beckinsale because she yeah, was like, she it was her Beck- first ever theater ro- or movie role. Baby Kate Beckinsale. Baby Kate Beckinsale, even though I just literally watched that Nicolas Cage movie with her daughter <laughs> playing Nicolas Cage's daughter. She's like in her 20s now because we're fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the. So the screenshot that or the picture that you shared, Colleen, on our broadcast uh, Instagram yeah. with like all the men coming in on horseback, I almost shared that one too. That is <laughs> I, sh- I shared a different version of it, like I yeah. the week before. I mean, what else do you do? That's like, yeah. So no, that was that was epic. That was hilarious. Denzel and Washington is the bath it? scene when they're getting ready for like, and it's just like a giant orgy. Mm-hmm. What? Shakespeare is very extra, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> but that was like but this one in particular. Extra, I feel like extra. this this play is very extra. <laughs> it kind of was. Um, I wrote. Now I kind of don't remember because there may have been vodka, 
But the very last note on this is, Keanu is an incel, but I'd still hit it. (laughs) 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 The words are not for you, my friend. What is that show that he was in, like, recently-ish, where he plays himself? Oh, he was in the uh, the movie. The, um... Was it a movie? Um, never... Ne- uh, Always Be My Maybe. <gasps> right. Oh, right, right, right. right. It was a, okay, it was a movie, yeah. That was, yep. that was like, kind of a hilarious role. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Agreed. I had forgotten all about that thing, but <laughs> <laughs> Love him in that. Anyway, yeah, other than, like, everyone is in this movie, and I also wrote in all caps, again, there might have been uh, some martinis involved, uh, get thee a wife in all caps, (laughs) which I think was a comment on the virginity stuff, and, like, why didn't he recognize her through the see-through veil? I mean, the veil was see-through, like, if she's walking down the aisle, like, you don't recognize, like, the love of your life, like crazy i saw well, her you, yeah it's a, well and you also figure like shakespearean plays happen in like the course of like three days <laughs> yes which like, is always boy girl boy denies uh you know falls in love immediately then uh hates her guts then yeah. uh agrees to marry her cousin and it surprises her <laughs> ever after the end yes and that that i mean what a commentary on the times but also why i yeah. <laughs> generally don't really enjoy Shakespeare, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I still, I have to begrudgingly say, I thought that it was going to be a chore to watch this movie. But by the end, I was like, all right, this is kind kind of fun, I guess. It also could have been the vodka, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Probably an unpopular opinion, but I enjoyed this one the most. Ah. Because it doesn't. Because, you know, not everybody dies at the end. Right, because it's not, like, gratuitously violent. Yes. Like, it doesn't lean into the violent. It's just light and fluffy and just, like, a big budget, like, sweeping Hollywood version of Shakespeare. It's very sort of down the nose, like... Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Making a Shakespeare movie and, like, here we go. We're just going to spend a lot of money and shoot somewhere beautiful and get all these actors. They shot it in Italy. It doesn't ask... Yeah, and it just, like, doesn't... It didn't ask a lot of me. I agree. I agree. And I felt that with the end, too. Because, again, I thought it was going to be like, oh, my God, they're doing the dialect. I can't handle this. But, like, you know, I, I did enjoy it. Can I ask you a question, though? The scene where they trick him into thinking Kate Beckinsale is boning the other dude, um, is that's one of the henchmen boning the maid or whatever? Yes. Okay. That's why they spend all that time sort of setting up that they already have, like, a like romantic tryst happening. Yes. Okay. Just mm. just making sure, because I feel like I had missed something there. And I was like, wait, who's fucking who? <laughs> I want to pay attention. Side. Yeah. I want to pay attention to this part. Should I go back? <laughs> yeah. I feel I see what you mean with like it doesn't ask a lot of us, but I will counter with it asks me to understand 16th century English, and I don't. And <laughs> like I know that there's like mad wordplay in Shakespeare, but I cannot appreciate it 
because I haven't like studied this text and like again like translated it into like contemporary speech. You and need so, the subtitles. So it really helps. No, I was watching with subtitles. I was watching with subtitles. Okay, like, well I, I had still, to. It's just I know that there. I know that like ninety percent of it is going over my head, and okay. so at some point it's like. Meh. See, when I'm reading along, it helps a lot, but like. I, so the remote died and I had to charge it for the first like 30 minutes of the movie and I couldn't figure out how to turn the subtitles on using the remote, like the, the Mm. iPhone thing, which apparently was super easy, but like, I just couldn't figure it out and it was pre-vodka. So just me being dumb. But once I was able to be like, turn subtitles on, then all of a sudden it really helped a lot. (laughs) So I, I, Yeah. All in all, I appreciated the movie for what it was, and I did. I did like it. I begrudgingly liked it a lot more than I thought, and I'm glad that I watched it. Yeah, yeah, it, agreed. And I, I think I realized I also just really like Kenneth Branagh's directing style. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I not that I have seen a ton of his films, but the ones I have seen are always like a little more whimsy than I think they're going to be. They're always just a little cheekier. Like he just has this really kind of just fun approach to making movies which is it really enjoyable like, as a viewer yeah it kind of felt like that movie was just everybody having fun like just go out there like <laughs> michael keaton go out there and do your thing and just Denzel was like, go I'm out gonna... and bathe together and have yep. a big orgy and exactly have a lot yeah. of fun yeah. exactly Thompson, you don't want to wear shoes at all during this movie that's fine you and you really like shoes. it's supposedly a modest society but you don't want to button up that last little button ever no <laughs> They're in Tuscany. They don't have to. Yeah. Different rules. It was just funny, like, how, yeah, like, Keanu was just like, I'm going to try to say words. Michael Keaton was like, (laughs) I'm going to just get my paycheck and be as fucking nuts as I can. And Denzel was like, I'm going to take this seriously. So, like. Denzel like, I just won an Oscar. So, like, I still have to, like, show up for this. I have to show up for the Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he probably, like, had his Oscar, like, in in his trailer just to like it was on the makeup table next to him every morning (laughs) no but it was super fun it it was fun it was a lot more fun than I anticipated Um, any last thoughts before we move on to O O O are we going to do O O next or are we going to do Romeo and Juliet I'd be fine with saving the best for last okay okay (laughs) (laughs) so O Oh. Again. Othello. I apologize. I've actually never read Othello either. I'm like vaguely familiar with it. First of all, I fucking hate the plot. I hate jealousy. I So just going into it, it was like, this is going to be rough. Um, I got halfway, th- about halfway through to the rape scene. And then I was like, I'm out. I'm sorry. I'm out. You know, actually, it's funny. The- I wish I knew that we... we- <laughs> That one's within the rules because I hated this so much. Well, it's not you. I I didn't want to watch this one anyway. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. (laughs) There was also a lot of people in this, but the rape scene is actually the scene that I watched that I was like, I feel like I have seen this movie before. (laughs) That was one of those like triggering things to me. I'm like, have I I seen this? Um, But like, but that's not my whole problem with every Shakespeare fucking tragedy is they're all like the worst of humankind doing the worst things to each other. And I don't understand what, no matter what century you're in, why that was so fucking like 
exciting to people to watch. Like, I'm sorry. Whoever was ghostwriting Shakespeare's shit for him, like, that person was on Downers that wrote all of the... (laughs) (laughs) Different times. I will say, um, two of the ten things cast members were there, and then you just, like, throw in Josh Hartnett. And Martin Sheen! Who, it was during the West Wing that he agreed to do this movie. Because he's like, you know what? I just don't get to be angry enough on the West Wing. Like, I just just need a place to put all this pent-up anger that I have. I just need to be angry on screen all the time. Fun fact about this movie, and not fun fact, is they actually filmed it in March 1999. It was supposed to be released in October 1999. But because Columbine happened in uh, April 1999, they pushed back the release and it didn't end up coming out until 2001. I had read that too because like after I finished watching it and I hated it so much and I remember being like, oh man, like this this was like right around Columbine and like this, you know, like mm-hmm. school shootings weren't a thing yet. And I, I went back to look at the timeline and the show like... Miramax's solution was to like shelve this movie for two years. It's like, well, it's still just a problematic movie that probably should have just never gotten made to begin with. Like, and the shooting is like just one piece of what made it so problematic. But like, it already was made because it was like the play. Like, this is this is the play too. He kills him with the play, and the screenwriter um, Brad Kaya he said his inspiration came from Othello. The the spate of suburban school shootings that rocked the country in the 1980s and his own experiences as a black teenager attending a a largely white private school. Interesting. Interesting. I always, uh, like, and good for you for doing the research, like, just the the way the movie plays out, like, I just assumed it was, like, a white male who directed it. Well, I think it was directed by a white male, but... But it was written, so you said... But it was written by a black man. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I I would have just it just felt so like white. Yeah. Like yeah. whitewashed, just like the way all the white characters, like, you know, again, that sort of like tokenism of, you know, the movies that we've seen of that era where it's just like all the white wealthy characters are sort of speaking quote unquote street mm-hmm. and like trying to sound more black than they are. And it just like it just felt like it just all felt so very, very icky. Yeah. So it's, that's very surprising. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I will say it's kind of depressing uh, knowing that they shelved this movie for two years because of Columbine. Because now, today, it would just be like not even on well, anyone's radar. Exactly. Like, oh, there was a mass shooting yesterday. Cool. There'll be one next week also. Like, exactly. So we'll go to. We'll, we'll yeah, push it. We'll push it a week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or not like, even. Uh, I don't think it would even be a consideration. Obi Wan and uh, what was the other one that started with a shooting scene? Those two uh, Disney Plus Stranger shows. Would like a word, please. Which one? Stranger Things. Thank you. Stranger Things and Obi Wan would like a word because yeah. they were totally unfazed by Uvalde. Yeah. Like, no, they put that one little graphic. They did put up that graphic. Front. You're right. Didn't put any uh, audio in front of it. So, you know, for all of our uh, yeah every- friends that are, you know, vision impaired. Right. Wow. They had no idea. But yeah. Um, okay. So the, oh, the dad from Home Alone was in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, the yeah. dude so from the Mighty Ducks. Home Alone. Yeah. Very angry. Why is everyone so angry, angry in this movie? I so know. Okay. Question also, Josh Hartnett. And maybe this is because, again, I was not watching closely because I was kind of like, already just not here for the movie so it was folding a lot of laundry so i did actually watch this one (laughs) so josh hartnett when he goes to get drugs stuck into his stomach what the fuck is he being injected with 
Am I supposed to know this? Was it I like thought it was like steroids? Is that where you? Yeah, because he. I thought it was steroids or some kind of performance okay. enhancing drug because he was trying to be better than O. Uh, Odin oh, in order so to gross. like but impress to your, his dad. Right, but to your question, is that where you is the abdomen where one? I don't know, steroids? but to be fair, the abdomen is not where people generally shoot themselves to commit suicide. But because this was the nineties. Daniel actually had a good point about that because I said this, a similar thing. I was like, no one shoots themselves in the chest. Yes, in the chest. And Daniel was like, well, what if it's a nod to, like, in Shakespeare's time when someone oh, like, kills like themselves the on stage, they would bayonets. stab themselves yeah. in the chest. Oh, so like, uh, what if it's, harm. like, supposed yeah. to be a nod to that? And I was like, okay. I still think it's, like, not how you do it, but whatever. Like, okay. Okay, I like that point because point. my whole thing was, oh, I guess just back in the late 90s, they just didn't com- show, you know, suicide in, in the head or whatever. Like, they just, that was what they did for their MPAA ratings. So that was my thought. Like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, a lot of toxic masculinity in this movie. Um, I wrote the note, MAGAism gone wild towards the end, which I don't know why, but I stand yeah, by I was it. Say, how, how so? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll think. I think there was just a lot of like uh, hero worship and like blind. I don't know. Shoot. If anybody knows what I meant, I'll think about it. Maybe I'll just call it out mm. whenever we get to it. But anyway, yeah. I didn't hate the movie because I knew what the plot was. So I kind of largely knew what was going to happen. And I do think I might have seen it before. But, you know, again. Shakespeare tragedy is not really my cup of tea. But like the it was well acted, I guess. There was no Keanu's in it. <laughs> no, there's Mackay Pfeiffer. Right. There's like Mackay Pfeiffer, to to be fair. He's a yeah. phenomenal actor. I would watch him in just about anything. But just not this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because even like I think I don't, I don't like know. the character he had to play. Right. And it's like I I do know the the source material, but I think just like adapting it and making it about like a high school basketball team like already Uh like cheapens any point that was trying to be made i don't know know? like then it's really like all these people die because josh hartnett was jealous of his dad liking odin yeah of someone else being like a black kid being a better basketball player than him but that's that's really what it comes down to (laughs) yeah (laughs) That's why it's like long than my point. Like people suck. It just, it just, I just like I don't know. It just felt like a movie that really just didn't need to get made, and it it yeah. felt like it was trying to be provocative, provocative, and was like trying to be like more than it was. And I just, I just really didn't yeah. like it. <laughs> I did find it hilarious though that Julia Stiles is like she had a type mm-hmm. in the. In the 90s. Like, mm-hmm. she had a type of movie. I re- I much preferred her in 10 Things I Hate About You. But 10 Things <laughs> is also... That's something I can get behind. Yeah. <laughs> 10 Things is also... Like, this actually seemed to me like the soap opera version of, like, 10 Things. In that, like, you know, they tried to, like, you know, change character names and, and make it, like, translate it to a high school movie. Only, we don't like this because, especially now in our 2022 views... We recognize that this isn't like you know this is. It, I, I think it's more real, <laughs> like 
I don't know. Given current events, maybe. Um, and underneath my MAGAism gone wild comment, I also quoted when um, Hugo says, I did what I did and that's all you need to know. Which I also felt was somewhat kind of like a very, not chilling, what's the word? Like a line that kind of sums up bad people. And I, I or, mm. um, but anyway, I, I, I liked and I hated that line. I thought it was profound considering. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> I still hated it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, like you said, the Shakespeare stuff is always tough for me. Um, do we want to move on to one that we, that. Yes. Okay. Romeo and Juliet. I don't know if you ladies agree with me, but I fucking love this movie. I just love it so much. I think, so part of it, like, I feel like I actually comprehend so much more of even like the actual language because, you know, like most teenagers like we did study this one a lot more intensely in high school so that helps but I also think that they just do a really good job of like making it understandable I love that they keep the dialogue but it's I love the aesthetic and this is where maybe Amanda might not agree but I'm just so fucking here for it and I mean the cast is wonderful and the music like this soundtrack is so fucking good I'm just I'm all for it I agree with you on the soundtrack. It so is a good. very, like the soundtrack so was the thing good. that like held up for me. Oh, <laughs> like, it's so good. Music's still good. Music's still very well placed. Mm-hmm. Like soundtrack really worked for me. I think this was one of those that like, it is, it is such a product of its time. And I don't think I was quite as aware, like how much it's a product of like, that sort of mid nineties, like glorifying violence and like just everything, just fast cuts, slow cuts, frame rate changes, bright colors, like crazy music, just so much symbolism. Like it was just so <laughs> See, I think Files Lerman still does the exact it. same thing now though. <laughs> he really does. Well, it's, I think it's, just him. it's like Baz Lerman, like that is just like his aesthetic. Like I feel like he is like a teenage girl's like emotional like angst in movie form like everything is just so heightened and like in yeah. unnecessarily intense see i always so, thought like, of him as like reason it's unclear i always thought and of him as like a juliet like right i but mean it's, it's it's a ridiculous story about right. teenagers falling in love at first sight getting married the next day and then both killing themselves like it's, yeah, it's really to go back to yeah. colleen's point it's it's a pretty fucking insane. I fucking like, hate Romeo yeah, and Juliet. Yeah, so I, like, hate it. I hate it. I hate it. My thought. Yeah. Like it to that point. Like it does work in some places. Like in some ways, it is very successful. Yeah. And, like it does like hit on. Like it does punctuate things correctly, and I think a lot of the like acting choices and like delivery choices were really really effective. But like as a whole. It just like left me really exhausted. <laughs> no, I understand that. So, um, a before we move on, Baz Luhrmann. I've always thought of him as a human glitter bomb. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen this movie several times before. It's one of Jay's favorite movies. This is the first time watching it last night that I actually liked it. Wow. Ooh. I have hated it until last night. Wow. We decided to do it. And I was like, Ugh, maybe I'll skip it and just, you know, like whatever. <gasps> so what changed for you, do you think? 
I think I just went in knowing how ridiculous it was and just sitting there and just watching it. Also, O was so depressing. <laughs> Much Ado was 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 somewhat fun. So, like, I think I was just like, you know what, this is the last one. Let me just give it a try. I have come to terms with myself, you know, enjoying over-the-top ridiculous shit over the few, last few years. And also, guys... Like, Leonardo DiCaprio was yeah. really, actually, really fucking cute back in the day. Yes, like, yes. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. Just yeah. I was also, for the first time ever, like, taken in. I was like, For yeah. the first time ever? Well, yes. I yeah, I think this sorry, is the what? first time that I've ever been like, man, that man was a snack back in the day. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Look at those to call him a man because he like just looks so young in this movie, like in a way that like teenage me like. Hey, fun fact: man, it was age appropriate for us at the time. Well, it was. We were age appropriate, younger than age appropriate. Oh gosh, you know, yeah. What does that mean? I saw this movie when it came out. I'm I'm certain my parents would not have let me go see that in the theater. I'm sure I saw it years later. Hey, um, fun fact about age appropriate. So Leo was 21 when they filmed this, and they originally cast Natalie Portman as Juliet, but she was 14. And wow. during really? rehearsals, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, during rehearsals, someone decided that she looked too young for the part, and the footage looked as though uh, DiCaprio was quote molesting her unquote. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. So Lerman stated that she was just too young. Um. Sarah Michelle Gellar was offered the role next, but she had to turn it down because of scheduling conflicts. And the reason that Claire Danes was cast was because DiCaprio uh, actually insisted that she be offered the role because he felt that she was genuine in her line delivery. This is all from Wikipedia, by the way. Hmm. And did not try to impress him by, like, flirting with him for the role. So, I mean, this Claire is coming Danes, off professional, the of my so twenty life. Right, this would have been... Yeah. Oh, that's right. She, I, she was after- still... And after Little Women, right? Yeah, Little Women's Little 94. 96, 94, 95? 90, yeah, 94 for 96, Little Women, right? 95 for My So-Called Life, 96 for this. Like, wow, she had a busy couple of years. Mm. But, um, yeah, I thought she was also – I love both of them. I think she's still a minor. Like, she was still a minor. She is. And you know what the, one, the thing that actually impressed me the most about Romeo and Juliet versus the uh, Much Ado is – Honestly, I think that when modern actors in movies try to do Shakespeare, sometimes it just sounds like they're just saying the lines, but they recognize how ridiculous they sound Mm -hmm. because they're made Mm -hmm. for the stage. And, like, so Harold Perrineau, like, obviously embraces it as uh, Mercutio. Um, And uh, John Leguizamo obviously also embraces it Mm -hmm. it as, um, uh, what's his name? Tybalt. Thank you, Tybalt. But, like... Leo and Claire Danes, like, really do a great job for their age at, like, yeah. Yeah. really selling it. Yeah, totally. And like, It's one of the things different. that I love about this movie. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like I can understand it. <laughs> um, I think they do a really good job. I, um, to go, going back to their age, like, I mean, I think in the play, aren't they, like, 14, 15? Yeah. So, like, they're supposed mm-hmm. to be very young. Mm-hmm. And so that's... Like, that's totally fine with me to, like, age them up for the thing. It's it's a little bit disappointing that it's still, like, okay, we're going to, like, in the play, they're basically the same age. And then in 
in the movie, we're still going to have the, the male actor be like pretty significantly older. But I'm no, glad they that were they... the same ages. They, they were similar in age when they filmed it because she was five years. I think earlier. she was like 17. 17? Matt was so okay. um I I watched with Matt actually we had a, a oh, viewing party yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I saw that's so great. Yeah. And he was messaging some of the, you know, he always has the inside intel. And I think he said that she was 17. So like technically she's still a minor. And it's oh, like yeah. it's fine. It's fine. And I do think that they in the movie they look very like similar enough in age that like it it works. But it's yeah. just like okay. Yeah. And I wouldn't want anyone else to be playing those parts, honestly. It's perfect with them. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Paul Rudd is in this movie. Yes! Well, also, I love, in, like, the opening, what, it was, like, Dave Paris? Yeah. (laughs) So, like, they're, you know, as much as I'm sort of like Baz Luhrmann, like, go take a walk, like, there are moments where I'm like, "Hmm, well played. Yeah. (laughs) And Ross uh, Ross and Monica's mom. Was um, uh, Leo's mom? Yes. Huh. Christina Pickles. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite names for any actor ever. Yeah. That was a good name. Yeah. Like his very most Paul Ruddy. <laughs> Paul Rudd was so Paul Ruddy. I've, how many movies are we going to watch for this assignment that we unintentionally watch a Paul Rudd movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, feel like I mean, Paul, sometimes intentionally. Like Paul Rudd, like showed up in the same way that like Michael Keaton showed up in Much Ado. <laughs> like, you know what? You just read your lines and you just do them how you think they should be done. <laughs> you don't read the rest of the play. You don't really need to know. Just like, how do you think? You just decide what you yeah. want this character to be, and you just go. Yeah, we cool. We cool. We cool. Whatever you want to do is fine. Um. Let's see. Uh. Oh, Benvolio. I was yesterday years old when I learned that he was not Michael Rappaport. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he was that other guy that was, like, in a couple of 90s movies. Like, he was just, like, yeah. feel like he just lives in the 90s and, like, he's just in a time capsule somewhere. Yeah. Like, does, is, did that guy leave the 90s? I don't know. I, I, I don't know either. <laughs> I haven't I just, seen anything since. <laughs> I always thought he was a young Michael Rappaport. And then last, I was like, oh, where's his stupid, ridiculous, over-the-top accent? And then mm-hmm. I looked it up and I was like, oh, because it's not Michael Rappaport. <laughs> Yeah, and, Jamie, and Jamie Kennedy is in there with a black eye. Like, was that a choice? Or did he just show up to set and they're like, all right, well, and he's going to have a black eye in this movie. You know, it really, with Jamie Kennedy back then, it really could go either way. Right? That's why I'm kind of like, I like built this whole backstory. I'm like, oh, he totally like just showed up to set the first day of shooting with a black eye. And they're like, okay, it's part of the, it's part yeah, of the story Yeah, roll with it. <laughs> but he was also peak Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> peak Jamie Kennedy. And the guy from White Hot American Summer. He was like one of one of the was the other um Oh yeah. not Paul yeah. Rudd, who is also in White Hot American Summer. Yeah, exactly. Not Paul Rudd. <laughs> the other of like Benvolio and the other one. Yeah, the other one. Name I can never remember and you don't have to. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I didn't even realize that. Um with the violence, too. I said my, violence really was depicted differently back then. I oh, think it was, stop. like, just so less, I don't know, less graphic in a way, but still graphic, but less, less realistic. Like a, so yeah, what's the right like way to describe it? a glorification of violence without actually showing any violence. Right. Hmm. Like, it was the gore of Tarantino without the actual, like, yeah. hmm. bite of Tarantino. Right, like and I believe that that note is because 
when Mercutio is stabbed, it's like, here's my little scratch mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm going to die from. And I was like, oh, man, like, they really, they really, like, <laughs> suspension of disbelief. Because I would have been like, why can't you just go get, like, band- like a big butterfly bandage from the nurse? Like- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yet then they're, like, wielding around revolvers the whole time. It's like the act of violence without the, like... Yes, which always brings me back to that um, theory that goes around with pre-9-11 and post-9-11 action movies, where pre-9-11 you were always trying to prevent the bad guys from succeeding, but post-9-11 there is already, like, the bad guys succeed in the beginning and you're trying to, like, because there's always the damage, the cities are destroyed post-9-11, And you're trying, the bad guy, the good guys are trying to like stop it. Where there's just very different depictions of like, you know, um, big disaster scenes and violence post 9 11 versus pre. Interesting. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of different, there's been, I don't know, a lot, but like I've read a couple of different articles touting that theory about how it just kind of depicting violence changed a lot in our post 9 11 like society. Interesting. I say, I d- like action is just like sort of not my jam. So. Yeah, I love action. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, Can't wait it's for action really month. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> if we ever do it, it might be better than Shakespeare month. Um, right. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I thought I was going to like this whole assignment much more than I did. I thought um, I was going to hate it more than I did. Same. I, well, I'm more with Shandy. Like, I thought I was going to. I knew I wasn't going to like, oh, like, I was, like, not excited about with that oh. one. But I thought, like, Romeo and Juliet, I was like, yeah. oh, it's going to be great to watch this movie again. And I'm like, and I think oh. that's why I was so bummed that I walked away being like, oh, oh. you know, because it's like, you can't go back kind of thing. Or it's just oh, like, oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> See, now, I, I was just doing it for you guys. Like, I went into it. I was like, just do it for them. They want to do it. Like, why did we even decide on this? Yeah, I, like, I can't this? remember. No one seemed that. None of us went to it. Guys, we need to be more honest with each other. Yes. So. Okay. So here's the thing. I love the 1996 version of Romeo and Juliet. I also really enjoy Ten Things, which we already watched. Mm-hmm. So I think my mindset going into that was like, everything's gonna be like that. It's gonna be like fun, yeah. mm-hmm. modern takes on, you know. Well, you know. No more tragedies. I do have a couple more notes, though, on this, because I this was the one that I took the most notes on, because I was the most free, a.k.a. vodka and um, not doing laundry. So, like, attention span was there. Cool, cool. Um, so the scene where Leo is trying to talk to Tybalt, like, to be like, I want peace or whatever, mm-hmm. my note is... Tybalt is giving peak MAGA energy while Leo is a dem in a diner. Yep. <laughs> mm. Yeah, like, like, tell me why you feel how you feel. Where it's like everybody fucking knows why you feel how you feel. Uh, Leo is our generation's Jack Nicholson. Oh, like hot back in the day. Currently, going Wait, Jack Nicholson was hot back in the day. Yeah. Jack Nicholson was not ugly back in the day. He always had the forehead, but he didn't look. You know, he was. It was always handsomer. Well, and he had this like the charisma and the charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like you just know. like Leo. That Leo um, brings to it. Okay, because yeah. originally you said that, I was like, mm, but now but like, that we're actually talking about this. Okay, yeah. I, I see I see where you're going. Yeah, because Leo has gone through his, like, front row center Nick's phase, and now he's dating his younger model phase. Yeah. <laughs> and questionably out of shape phase. So, like, you know, but still making movies once a year, 
to stay relevant face so, got his Oscar. So when do we get to his as good as it gets face? I don't know. Because, well, man, good. that was a good movie. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to see Leo in a, that kind of role. He, you know, he might get there. He still has a couple yeah. years, though. I mean, he's only, what, like 45? We're 38, so he's yeah, only so 48, maybe. I do that math in my head, and then I realized I can't do math in my head. I can't do I math like, either. Sure. Yeah. I'm asking the Google machine. He's 47 years old. Okay, so he is. Mm-hmm. I thought he was around a decade older than us. Um, Six feet long. Um, the imagery of the cross uh, chain without the cross. Uh, oh, that's right. The cross after Romeo dies when Juliet's crying and like the cross chain is there without the cross. Um, I've always hated that it glorifies suicide and it's a great movie, but I still hate the story because I fucking hate Romeo yeah, and Juliet. Does it glorify yeah. suicide though? I would beg to differ. I think the movie does a better job at, not glorifying suicide, but like oh, the I movie think... shows the a- the after context where the play in general is like, oh, star-crossed lovers, oh, they're in love, how beautiful, no, but there's how still wonderful. That, like, there's Dive still that monologue. Right? Outro. Are you just are you applying your modern day like maybe, but to, like to I the st- text? I still think Romeo and Juliet, the play and the plot, the plot is stupid, but it has some. It is, it is... I'm, I'm not into it either, but like yeah. I, I think it's you know. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's it's whatever. It, did it, have... is, it is stupid, but I think that at the end of the day, one of the things that you come away with is that, like, well, first of all, like, don't get married to somebody you just met. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but, all, like, they're they're both really stupid for for going out the way they went. Like, that's I don't I, I don't mean to, like, uh, shame. Right? suicide but but i don't think it's glorifying suicide i think it's saying like that's what they did and it was real dumb and like it didn't have it didn't have to be that way and but it it is real dumb and like they they made really bad decisions they were also like 14 right and also like don't fucking feud feuding families are stupid feuding families are stupid oh yeah also it's um yeah also i think in this rewatch I feel like there was a little jets and sharks happening with um, how we've made our Capulets save for, you know, Juliet and parents, very sort of um, Latinx and our Montagues are all white, white dudes, mm-hmm. except for, you know, Mercutio, is that the one? Yes. There's, there's, there's too many characters in Romeo and Je- Juliet. It's really hard to them all straight. There really are. <laughs> I suppose, like, that's every Shakespeare play ever. There's too many characters yeah. being straight. But, like, I this movie, like, you said it was extra, and it is super extra. Like, everything about it is extra, but you know what? I think I decided at the end of the day that I'm okay with it being extra because without all the extra, it's just depressing. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I will say that, like, what I do think, and to go back to, like, our talk about how it's, like, violent without being like yeah. visually violent. I do think it was an interesting choice. I feel like often when you see a modern day interpretation of Ju- Romeo and Juliet, everyone always leans into like the beauty and the romance of it. And, you know, that language. And this this really went in the opposite direction. It really like leaned harder in into the violent part of it and sort of really built up this whole, like the feuding families part, which I feel like we don't necessarily see in other like modern retellings of Romeo and Juliet, if that makes sense. Yes. So I think that was kind of like an interesting 
interesting choice. Like I still, it was still way too extra for me, but like I do, <laughs> like I applaud the attempt to try and do something different with, you know, coals that have been raked over perhaps a few too many times. Yeah. And I, it's so funny because I truly, last night was the first, that I watched this was the first time that I ever was like, all right, this isn't that bad. <laughs> I still want to know how they shot the scene where they're like in between the the fish tank. Ugh. I still oh, I have know. no idea how they how they get that shot. Like I have mm-hmm. no idea how they do it, and it's like so that is really beautiful. Like and the song, yeah, kudos. That's that Ugh. scene like does uh, absolve the film of a lot of its uh, sins. Yeah, but, I want like, to go to that masked ball. Yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's all agreed. just so much fun. All right. Um, any last thoughts before we move on to feedback? We're never doing Shakespeare movies again. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Ever do a Shakespeare movie again? If we find something like maybe like if Julie Taymor does a, which she has done many a Shakespeare telling it, a female focused one, I think maybe. We'll see. But otherwise, let's be done so. Okay. Super fine with that. At least we're doing Halloween movies next. And um, we yeah. have an idea about November. I need to confirm a few things, and we will announce it next week, um, which, again, we'll be recording on 1013. If you're a Hangout-level patron, we will hope you, we hope that you will join us. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we only have a little bit of feedback for the Shakespeare-related stuff, so we'll do that, and then we'll um, call it a night. All right. All right, we're back, and we are going to get into some feedback. This feedback uh, that we are reading tonight is strictly related to the Shakespeare movies topic. We got some really great other feedback. We're going to save that for next week. So thank you for sending that in. Stay tuned. Very excited uh, to get to that as well. Uh, The first bit of feedback is from uh, Chris, and he says, Much Ado was fire, or the cast of Much Ado about was fire. I think we agree. They were all we clearly had fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shannon says, uh, loved all these movies, was a big Shakespeare fan in middle and high school, middle and high school, and legit hated Claire Danes for years because my crush on Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> it was very dreamy. I'm sorry I came on board so late. Um, also loved <laughs> things I hate about you because it's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> We know. It's a great movie. I will rewatch 10 things anytime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, let's see. We, oh, we have a voicemail from Maggie. So let's do that. And then I think we have an email from Matt about the Shakespeare stuff too. So let's uh, kick off with a voicemail from Maggie. Hey, Amanda, Sandy, and Colleen. It's Maggie. I am calling in with some feedback. Um on the movies, I have not gotten a chance to rewatch them, but they are all movies that I've seen. Um, I 100% remember seeing O in the theaters. I saw it with a family friend, and um, I thought it was really good, but I saw it when it came out, so I have no idea if it holds up. So we interested to see um, if it does. I... I feel like the basketball part was really, was a really cool way to do it, the Shakespeare. Um, again, haven't seen it in a while. So I also love Romeo and Juliet. I mean, the soundtrack of that is so good. There's a lot of great songs in there. Um, 
and you know it was Leo DiCaprio in the 90s and Claire Danes like what more do you want <laughs> like I said I'm really hoping these hold up I really really am because um, I'll be really sad <laughs> if they don't and literally Much Ado About Nothing is one of my favorite movies this version is um, I just think it's kind of amazing there's almost everyone in it has had a career uh, since then or done st- other stuff like there's just Almost everybody, I feel like, um, that are names that we would know. Um, yeah, I mean, Denzel Washington and Emma, Emma Thompson and uh, Kate Beckinsale and I'm trying to, and Tiana Reeves, and that's just all off the top of my head. Um, and Michael Keaton, like, um, and oh, Amelia Stoughton, and there's a few others. I, I just can't, like I said, haven't seen it in a while. But yeah, I really love that one. It's always been one of my favorites. I I just really I love Emma Thompson and really love her as Beatrice and I like um, Kenneth Branagh and I kind of know I know they were married and there was some drama I can't remember exactly what it was with them but um, kind of just makes it out they're not married anymore because I love this movie and I just think they're they're awesome together so yeah um, can't wait to hear what you think I will hopefully be watching them. These movies soon, if my schedule allows, and we'll call back with my thoughts, my thoughts after seeing them. So, I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye bye. So I am Maggie. Thank you. That was an interesting bit of trivia, though. I didn't know Emma Thompson and uh, Kenneth Branagh were uh, married, were an item at one point. Oh, I thought you when I said we talked. I thought you realized that because I mentioned how nope. Maggie Smith and her husband played those yep. two characters. I just thought you were just sharing some interesting information. No, so <laughs> I'm actually looking down because I'm trying to Google uh, Emma Thompson Kenneth Branagh drama after <laughs> she mentioned that, and I was like, oh, gossip. Uh, let no. me go to there. <laughs> So Maggie probably isn't like the first uh, hour of this episode. <laughs> Sorry, Maggie. <laughs> I feel like lately, like the themes of our episodes have been like, let's make Maggie sad. Oh, <laughs> we don't want to do that. Sorry. But Maggie, I, I'm i here for you on Romeo and Juliet. We agree on the soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. <laughs> and I feel like the other two broads are, are there with you on Much Ado. <laughs> so according to Gossip... Um, the reason that uh, the two of them got divorced was he had an affair with Helena Bonham Carter while they were uh, co-starring in the 1994 movie Frankenstein. Huh. Well, shit. <laughs> that's, that's a real sad news to hear. Um, and then later, uh, Thompson gave the quote, it's all blood under the bridge. You can't hold on to anything like that. It's pointless. I haven't got the energy for it. Helena and I made our peace years and years ago. So it sounds like they uh, eventually were all adults about it, I guess. Not adults about it, but, you know, made peace with it. Yeah, except it's, usually you would say it's all water under the bridge. I feel like the choice of uh, blood under the bridge. Well, I mean, when you're talking about Helena Bonham Carter, is there really another expression to use? Okay. Fair enough. I love Emma Thompson. She can do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, and this is tangentially related, but um, uh, Alan, no, Alan, um, what the fuck is his name? Rickman. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, Rickman, um, he kept a diary for the last, like, 20 years of his life, and 
Um, it was for the purpose of being published one day, and the it's coming out, but The Guardian had a mm. bunch of excerpts from it, and it's, I was, I read through a bunch of it, and it was really cool, but, like, also, you know, just, you know, little one or two sentences each day that he would write about, like, you know, movie sets and like dinners with famous people, and wow. I don't know. It was really neat. It was. It's a. It's really cool. I'm excited to, uh, for it to come out and to hear. It might even be out by now, but like and to hear more excerpts from it. But like at one point, he wanted out of Harry Potter. Um, he talks yeah. about J.K. Rowling before she was, you know, crazy. <gasps> this was back in like you know the late '90s, early 2000s. And talks about, like, you know, I really need to talk to Joanne to find out more about Snape. And, like, you know, the moment that she was finally like, okay, fine, I'm going to give you this information. And just, you know, there's just a lot of really cool stuff written within them. So if, if you, it's all in The Guardian. So if you want to look up that article and read through, you know, the excerpts, it, it is really neat. Like, he talks about going to a dinner party with Liam Neeson and Natasha Natasha. Natasha Richardson, who have obviously also rest in peace, um, uh, uh, and like uh, you know, just other like famous people, like uh, movie sets, and how he's so impressed by Dan Radcliffe's parents being so supportive of like a good support structure, and like at one point he's like, I don't think he has a future in acting, but he's so he's so bright and well organized that I think he's gonna make a great director someday. Oh. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, Alan. <laughs> 20 years from now, he's going to play Weird Al and we're all going to geek out over the trailer. <laughs> Eat it up with a spoon. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine how weird it would have been if he really had left Harry Potter? Like, I mean, I know like Dumbledore died and they had to recast him, but it's really strange to think about any other major role, like having to be recast like halfway through. Yeah. Oh, there's also like an excerpt in there about, is it Richard Harris was the first Dumbledore? Yes. Sounds right. Uh, Apparently like on set, he had a flu, like the flu and they, he still came to film and like Maggie Smith, uh, was like wearing masks in between filming and like trying like yeah like there's and it's all told in like these like you know one to two sentence like this little like blurbs where he just sums up his day wow yeah. to it i feel like i want to yeah. you, you are selling this book well i feel like yeah, i want yeah. to read it yeah. I, I want to read it when it comes <laughs> out so yeah super super fun uh, well no not super fun sorry very interesting interesting very yes. interesting um all right and then let's finish this up. We have an email from Matt. Uh, last, uh, I'm sorry, and he says Shakespeare feedback. Hey, broads, some quick feedback on the Shakespeare interpretations. To be honest, I didn't quite finish Much Ado About Nothing in time, but I do plan on going back to it because the half I saw was charming fun. Of the three, it's the most faithful, which makes sense considering Kenneth Branagh has directed a ton of Shakespeare's stuff got a great cast who know how to handle the bard's dialogue i can't give a full opinion on keanu's performance <laughs> well not as good as washington Brenna, and thompson he's trying <laughs> that's that's it you you got it matt um, you're just yeah. you're just you're done yep um <laughs> oh was the one i liked the least it was on the other end of the spectrum of fidelity to the source material which has lent to some great or at least interesting interpretations 
Um, so what do we get from filmmaker checks notes Tim Blake Nelson? Record scratch notes. All right, I never would have guessed that. Okay, I felt the film felt I felt the film fell a little flat. Wow, that is a sentence that you have to say three times fast. I felt the film fell flat uh, with some of his choices. But there were moments like Martin Sheen devouring scenery as the Bobby Knight-esque coach that were campy fun. The premise feels like it could be remade given what's going on today as not shocking a statement is that Shakespeare stories still have value now, um, but maybe with some uh, POC writing and directing. Oh, apparently it was direct, uh, written by a man of color. Um, mm. Although that was from Wikipedia, so if I am wrong, I am really sorry. Um, and then there's uh, William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, which is somewhere in between, and they took bat salts. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, you just cut out like most of our conversation. Like that, there it is. That's that's it. That's the movie. They took bath salts bathed in glitter. Um, this- hey, at least they weren't sticking their stomachs with steroids. Yeah, that's true. No, there was really no no use of needles for all the extra that this movie had. There was really not that many needles. This is a Shakespeare adaptation that would be on Stefan from SNL's DVD shelf. I like how he said Stefan from SNL. We all know who Stefan is. Wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't help but appreciate Baz Luhrmann's gonzo maximalist vision. It, it is like a bonkers maximalist vision for sure. It's so much. Um, everything in this film is cranked to 11, which works with the highly sterilized work. I agree. Uh, it's one of the cr- craziest direct adaptations I've ever I've seen until I can work myself up to watch Julie Taymor's Titus. So while we didn't see any adaptations where the star is shot, where the star is shot at with actual arrows, which is a link to, oh, Throne of Blood. No, thanks. No, thanks. I'm good. (laughs) Uh, This was another fun watch. I was able to get a virtual watch party going. Thanks, Shani, for joining. Here's to another group watch for Spooky Season, Matt. I love that we all have basically the same opinion on Romeo and Juliet, but everybody kind of forgives it at the end. You're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I would say, like, it's not that I forgive it. It's like, I'm here for I it. I embrace it. Like, I This last yeah. night was the first time I sat down and embraced it. I was like, okay. It, it's like, I don't, it's not that I like it in spite of that. It's, I like it because of that. Yeah. You have, well, I think this is like a case where we actually are on differing opinions of the movies, but we're like all like, cool with each other's opinions yes like we're all sort of yeah. like somewhere on the side of like okay okay <laughs> <laughs> like romeo and juliet has fucking seth green being seth green john linguizamo being fucking ridiculous Wait, seth yeah. not Was seth he? green what's his face um jamie, jamie kennedy? kennedy sorry i think they're i always think they're the white, same person white dude from the 90s exactly he was in a different one of the movies yes, that but we very watched. similar similar ish yes with a pale white kid with uh yeah. irish looking hair so jamie kennedy being ridiculous john linguizamo being absolutely over the top and you have harold perrineau in drag like guys this is the movie that we are here for with a great soundtrack and then two people that happen to fall in love immediately and have very good underwater breath control. 
<laughs> I feel like this movie is like, for me anyways, it's kind of like the embodiment of like, you know, that famous like Tim Gunn quote where he's like, well, you know, if if that's the hat you wanted, then, then you sure picked a good one. <laughs> you know? you know? I, and I'm paraphrasing, but I feel yeah. like that's how I look at Romeo and Juliet. Like, yeah. But I truly... If that's the hat you wanted, then you sure picked a good one. There you go. I, I truly... If, if it works for you, then like, well, my opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> I think the Bethel's thing, though, very funny. Yeah, the Bethel's thing. <laughs> That was very funny. I mean, he I does. Wish I had thought of that. That was like the perfect. He does drop E. Like he does. It's es- 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 yeah, oh, yeah, 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 ecstasy, yeah. right? But he manages to like recover from sticking his face in water, which a thousand college kids probably yeah. tried that to no success. Right. That's how acid works, right? <laughs> I'm Gus Lerman. I don't have time to look it up. It's going to be a cool visual for my movies. So let's go with it. Do it. <laughs> Thank you all for the feedback. The rest of the feedback we will do next week. We will again, 1013 uh, live for the patrons. Um, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We'll let you know what the plan is for um, November. Put October 25th on your calendar for our live Zoom costume party. I am so excited. It is my favorite broadcast of the year. My very favorite. So don't let me down, okay? <laughs> 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 my second favorite is the Christmas movies, but oh, yeah. Halloween yeah, is my yeah. first favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I will deck this room out. Maybe I'll get spider webs and just super deck this room out, like just for that one one thing. Um, anyway, all right. Uh, thank you guys, though, for listening. Thank you to the patrons, especially the ones that contribute a certain level, and that would be Eckhart Rickner, Tack from Tokyo slash France, Maggie the Magnificent, Joanne with a plan, and Ed the Creepy Poopy Head Mailman. Joanne, welcome back if you're listening. We will read your email next week. We hope that you can join us as well. If anybody has any feedback about anything we talked about tonight or anything else, um, you can go email us, thebroadcasters3 at gmail.com, or give us a call, 331-276-2373. We also post these on Facebook, so if you want to leave us a message there or on Instagram or whatever, hopefully we will get it that way as well. All right. Does anybody else have anything before we move on? Or go. Before we go. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. No, I do not. All right. Well, on that note, it was lovely chatting with you again tonight. My sure name was. is Colleen. Mm-hmm. My name is Amanda. And I'm Shani. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye.